Chapter 23 of Original Stories from Real Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Wilsoncraft. Chapter 23 Charity, Shopping, The Distressed Stationer mischievous consequences of delaying payment as they walked in search of a shop they both determined to purchase pocket-books but their friend desired them not to spend all their money at once as they would meet many objects of charity in the numerous streets of the metropolis i do not wish you she continued to relieve every beggar that you casually meet yet should any one attract your attention obey the impulse of your heart which will lead you to pay them for exercising your compassion and do not suffer the whispers of selfishness that they may be impostors to deter you however i would have you give but a trifle when you are not certain the distress is real and reckon it given for pleasure i for my part would rather be deceived five hundred times than doubt once without reason they stopped at a small shop mrs mason always sought out such for said she i may help those who perhaps want assistance bargains i never seek for i wish every one to receive the just value for their goods in the shop which they chanced to enter they did not find the kind of pocket-book that they had previously fixed on and therefore wished precipitately to leave it but were detained by their more considerate friend while they had been turning over the trinkets the countenance of the woman who served them caught her eye and she observed her eager manner of recommending the books you have given much unnecessary trouble said she to the mistress of the shop the books are better and more expensive than you intend to purchase but i will make up the deficiency a beam of pleasure enlivened the woman's swollen eyes and mrs mason in the mild accents of compassion said if it is not an impertinent question will you tell me from what cause your visible distress arises perhaps i may have it in my power to relieve you the woman burst into tears indeed madam you have already relieved me for the money you have laid out will enable me to procure some food for my poor little grandchildren and to send a meal to their poor father who is now confined for debt though a more honest man never breathed ah madam i little thought i should come to this yesterday his wife died poor soul i really believe things going so cross broke her heart he has been in jail these five months i could not manage the shop or buy what was proper to keep up the credit of it so business has been continually falling off yet if his debts were paid he would now be here and we should have money in our pockets and what renders it more provoking the people who owe us most are very rich it is true they live in such very high style and keep such a number of horses and servants that they are often in want of money and when they have it they mostly have some freak in their heads and do not think of paying poor tradespeople at first we were afraid to ask for payment lest we should lose their custom and so it proved when we did venture forced by necessity they sent to other shops without discharging our demand and my dear madam this is not all my grief my son before his misfortunes was one of the most sober industrious young men in london but now he is not like the same man he had nothing to do in the jail and to drive away care he learned to drink 
he said it was a comfort to forget himself and he would add an oath i never heard him swear till then i took pains when he was a child to teach him his prayers and he rewarded me by being a dutiful son the case is quite altered now he seems to have lost all natural affection he heeds not his mother's tears her sobs almost suffocated her as she strove to go on he will bring my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave and yet i pity my poor boy he is shut up with such a number of profligate wretches who laugh at what is right every farthing i send him he spends in liquor and used to make his poor wife pawn her clothes to buy him drink she was happy to die it was well for her not to live to hear the babe she gave suck to despise her a passion of tears relieved the sufferer and she called her grandchildren these innocent babes said she i shall not be able to keep them they must go to the workhouse if the quality did but know what they make us poor industrious people suffer surely they would be more considerate mrs mason gave her something to supply her present wants and promised to call on her again before she left town they walked silently down two or three streets i hope you have learned to think my dear girls said mrs mason and that your hearts have felt the emotions of compassion need i make any comments on the situation of the poor woman we have just left you perceive that those who neglect to pay their debts do more harm than they imagine perhaps indeed some of these very poor people do what is called a noble action giving away a large sum and are termed generous nay very probably weep at a tragedy or when reading an affecting tale they then boast of their sensibility when alas neglecting the foundation of all virtue justice they have occasioned exquisite distress led a poor wretch into vice heaped misery on helpless infancy and drawn tears from the aged widow End of section twenty three